It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Big win for BYU last night on the hardwoods. We'll recap that here in this first segment. You'll hear from Dave Rose and his thoughts after that game. We'll also be talking a little bit about a new pickup for the BYU football team. In my opinion, might be the best pickup, especially on the defensive side in BYU's recruiting class so far. We'll talk about that in the second segment. And then we'll get you set for a weekend full of BYU sports with every, where every team is participating this weekend in quick hits in the final segment of today's show. So that's the rundown of today's show. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. A reminder for you guys, if you did get a smart speaker for Christmas or if you've gone the smart home route, you can tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you'll have this podcast right there for you each and every day. Once again, my voice still getting better marginally each and every day. Thanks for bearing with me, but let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 25th, 2019. All right, I I think that it was uh, just a, a real quality win for our team. I think our guys... Uh, responded well to a, a disappointing uh, outcome uh, a couple weeks ago at their place, and um, you know we, we weathered a lot of storms. And uh, you know, when you hold a team to is 61 points or 66 points, and they get 17 offensive rebounds, that's uh, I, I think it shows a little bit of your determination and, and grit. The fact that you know. They're really good uh, when our, our big guy comes over and challenges that next guy, uh, grabbing that thing. And at times, like they got two or three in a row, but uh, we, we stayed in it, hung in there, and uh, you know made them didn't take tough shots out of those uh, offensive rebounds at times. So uh, I think that uh, our execution on the offensive end was. Maybe, maybe as good as it's been. You, you don't play many games where you just turn the ball over twice. And no turnovers at all in the second half. So, uh, good win for our guys. And now we'll uh, watch the league on Saturday, see what happens, and then get ready to go back at it on Thursday and Tuesday. There you go, Dave Rose reacting to the win last night. BYU beats St. Mary's 71-66 to at the Marriott Center. Hard-fought win against one of their WCC rivals, but this was a big win for the Cougars. This gives them an opportunity to really kind of re-energize their season, especially ahead of a showdown against Gonzaga a week from now. And... 
a week from yesterday, I suppose. But this is an opportunity for BYU to build some momentum. Uh, this was a game going into it. I wasn't very confident in BYU's abilities. Of course, BYU had been blown off the floor in Moraga just a few weeks ago in an 88-66 to blowout. But the Cougars responded well. Uh, holding St. Mary's 66 points was a great showing. Yoli Childs had his 32nd career double-double to lead the Cougars with 23 points and 11 rebounds. TJ Hawes was his usual steady Eddie self, 17 points and 7 assists. And we talked about on yesterday's podcast the need for a third guy to help balance the scoring. Well, Gavin Baxter, like he did against Pepperdine, showed up once again. He finished with 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 blocked shots. So a big win for the Cougars. They are now 13-9, and 5-2 and two in West Coast Conference play. Really have kind of cemented themselves as being a player in the top half of the league with that win. Now can they follow it up with a win next week over Gonzaga? Okay, that's probably a little too tall of a task. Gonzaga absolutely crushed and decimated Santa Clara last night, 98-39. to Santa Clara is a team that is got aspirations to be a player in the West Coast Conference, but Gonzaga said not tonight and absolutely smoked them. Uh, BYU will face Gonzaga next Thursday at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. That's the next game for the Cougars. They are off this weekend. It'll be uh, televised on ESPN2, and of course you can hear it on the BYU Sports Network on the radio. So there you go. Huge win for the Cougars. I want to let you guys hear from Dave Rose, considering my voice is still coming back. Uh, Here's Dave Rose after the game, more of his post-game thoughts on the win and what he took away from from his team in this 71 to 66 victory. Had that nice run there in the first half. Um, I think TJ was on the bench for that one. And then Gavin and you only made a couple defensive plays. That really seemed I, I think our guys really um, you know, started to, to be way more aggressive as far as driving the ball, getting to the basket. I thought McKay did a really good job and Nick made a, a nice little move. They, you know, we really concentrated early on getting the ball to Yo in the post and tried to see how they were going to play him and then when that ball came back out, they're they're playing on closeouts, and our guys were, you know, really good at, at driving that thing. I think Connor made a nice little drive in there and, and scored during that that period. So, I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, the just the um, our purpose was really good tonight. We 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 we, we didn't really. We had open shots that we didn't just settle for. We knew what we wanted to get, and for most of the night, we we were pretty good at trying to make sure we got that. Defensively, they didn't have an assist until like 10 minutes remained in the game. I don't think they made a three until like eight minutes were left. What did you think of your team's defense? Well, I, I, you know, I think that's that's how they assist the ball. Obviously, is on the drive. They drive that thing in there, and then you suck in, and and they uh, uh, throw that thing out and make those shots most of the time. And and you could tell our, our game plan was not to come off the shooters. And and 24 looked like he was going to score about 50. You know, to start the game, he drove in there and I think scored eight of the first 10 points. And uh, and Fitz is good. He's he's a he's a handful and. Um, we started to help a little bit more, trying to get him to turn a little bit. And when he turned, tried to get our hands on balls. And I think that was probably a big difference in that first half when we got to make a run with both those two, with Ford and with Fitz. We were able to turn him uh, and, and get a second hand in there and kind of knock the ball away. And um, I think they, they turned it over 
we scored quite a few points on turnovers. I know that they turned it over 15 times, and we scored 17 points off of those. And I think that was a big factor, too, in the game. 27 minutes for Gavin off the bench. What did you like about his energy in this game? Well, the matchup was was what we needed. You know, uh, it, 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 he, he his length, uh, I think, caused Fitz some problems. Uh, the matchup early, we had Luke on him, and then we had Yo on him, and uh, he just went right at those two guys. And uh, you know, really, Yo's really hesitant to be real physical because he doesn't want to foul. Um, and then you know, Luke had just had issues trying to. Um, you know, stay in front. So Gav came in and kind of settled it down. He handled him. He got to the basket a couple times, and his length made a miss. He blocked the shot on him, I think. Uh, and and then, you know, his energy as far as getting a couple offensive rebounds for baskets. Uh, then the second half, uh, a big offensive rebound put back and then a big dunk. So uh, his legs are live, and his length really helps us. What strides has he made to, to allow you to use him for 27 minutes? Um, well, I, I think if you if you would talk to him, he would probably tell you, you know, the things that he's way more comfortable doing now than he was early, um, and learning the system defensively uh, was probably quicker for him than learning what we do offensively and how we play. And um, and the most important thing now is we got him in the right spots, making plays, and he's consistently, you know, uh, feeling really comfortable with how we do things, and it's really helping. After they cut it to two, what did you kind of learn about your guys? What were you proud of? Well, that was, that was a, you know, that was a big turnaround right there. I mean, we, we call timeout, run a little play, TJ makes, you know, a big shot, and then we get down, we, we get a stop, and just determination with the, where the guys were. We got the hands on balls, and, uh, and then fought and got the thing. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, we came in the next time out after I think we scored that next time and got it back to six. He called, Brandy called timeout, if I remember. And our guys had just a really confident look uh, with all of them. The bench guys, the five starters sitting there. And when I sat down to address them, you could just tell that the guys, you know, were determined that uh, we're going to make this happen. And, and I, you know, I think that the, the, one of the most satisfying things as a coach is to have so many guys making big plays, game-winning plays, and uh, the, the, that's a, you know, that's a that's a good win for us. So, what are you are you gonna practice the next two? No, days? we'll probably take tomorrow off, and uh, and then uh, Saturday get them in early, get a lift, get some shots up, and and get ready for Monday. There you go, Dave Rose after the game, and you can tell he's pretty pleased with his team, the way they performed, and as he should be, because they shot 45.8% from the field in this game. Not necessarily the best um, best line from the three-point line, and also charity stripe, the free-throw line, only 28% from three, 61.9% from the free-throw line. Uh, those two numbers will need to improve, but shooting 45.8% is a good showing. Uh, St. Mary's in their own right did not shoot well from beyond the arc, 25%. So 
good win for the Cougars, plain and simple. They they needed to win. They needed to kind of re-energize themselves. And I think this game can do that for them. It can get them kind of rolling. They've got a big-time showdown against Gonzaga next week. I'm not going to pick against uh, the Zags. They've been very good this year. They're a top-10 team for a reason. Um, absolutely crushing everybody they've been facing recently. They are the class of the West Coast Conference. But the nice part is BYU picks up this win, and now they can kind of go forward with some positive momentum, some energy, and hopefully use this to their advantage. And This is a game I think you can kind of coalesce around as a team start believing in yourselves a little more because you came into this game I think most people thought St. Mary's is going to come in and beat you so this is an opportunity for the Cougars now so they face Gonzaga next Thursday they followed up with a home game against Loyola Marymount who has been a paper tiger they built up a really gaudy record early on in the season in the non-conference uh, with some teams that were overmatched against them so I expect BYU probably splits their games next week but this provides BYU a chance to go on a run here you probably lose to Gonzaga but then the following four games here against Loyola Marymount on the road at Portland home to Pacific and then at San Diego before another game in LA against Loyola Marymount over the next couple of weeks you can see BYU reel off a few wins a four or five wins here and really get themselves set up uh, to stay a player in the West Coast Conference race before they finish up the conference slate with some tough games at home against San Francisco and a road game against Gonzaga so I like how BYU set them themselves up. Like I said, they'll probably lose that game next Thursday. It'd be cool to see them shock the world and beat the Zags at home. But after that, they should have an opportunity to reel off, I think, four games that you must win if you want to remain in that top three debate in the West Coast Conference. So we'll be tracking it for you. We'll keep you updated as things go along here for the men's basketball team. But congratulations to Dave Rose and his team on a big-time victory. That was the type of performance you wanted to see from BYU. Locking it down on defense overcoming a poor shooting night from beyond the arc, also at the free throw line, but making sure that they were going to grind out this win. They fought for it, and you can't ask for anything more than that. So congratulations once again to the BYU men's basketball team. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back. Need to talk about a big pickup on the defensive side of the ball for BYU football. Uh, Cade Albright, a kid out of San Juan Capistrano Hills down there in Southern California, announced that he is going to be a BYU Cougar. We'll talk about him and his potential impact for BYU next. That is all coming up right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. Thanks again for joining me on this Friday edition of the show. A big pickup for BYU football announced last night as BYU garners the commitment of Cade Albright. Uh, he goes. To, he's from San Juan Capistrano, California, in Southern California. Went to San Juan Hills High School. 
He's a defensive end slash outside linebacker prospect. He led Orange County, which has got some great teams down there. Every BYU football fan or any football fan in general understands that Orange County pumps out a lot of talent. Well, this young man, as a senior, racked up 62 total tackles, 33 of them for a loss, 19 quarterback sacks, and 25 hurries. Those 19 quarterback sacks led all of Orange County this past season. Uh, This is the type of player that can really be an impact guy, I think, for BYU. Everything I've read about him is he plans to go on a mission straight out of high school or return to BYU in 2021. And when I look at what he does, he's a 6'4", 6'5", 210-pound athlete. I look at Albright, and the thought that comes to my mind is Trevor Riley. Of course, any BYU fan understands that Trevor Riley played at the University of Utah, was a great player. Uh, By some reports, actually wanted to go to BYU, but Bronco Mendenhall passed on him, thinking that he wasn't as good of an athlete, etc. Well, Trevor Riley, all he's done is carve out a five-year career in the NFL for himself. He's now playing for the Salt Lake Stallions and the Alliance of American Football in one last bid to maybe make some more money in the NFL if he's able to jump back in into the National Football League. But Trevor Riley was a 6'5", 240-pound wrecking ball on Utah's defense. He played kind of that rush end slash linebacker spot on Utah's defense. Uh, BYU and Utah run a very similar defensive scheme. BYU runs more of the traditional Utah scheme where it was the 4-3 with that rush end like a Trevor Riley and a Nate Orchard played. And I feel like BYU found their next guy that can play this role in Kate Albright. Understand that he's not going to enroll for two years. He's going to go on an LDS mission, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But once he returns, this is the type of guy that Kalani Satake needs to kind of get his pass rush going. I know they have hopes that Trajan Peely going into his senior year this year can kind of fill that role in 2019. I also feel like I think Devin Confusi could also play that role a little bit. Maybe Uriah Leatawa, if he's able to get fully healthy, um, can kind of be those stopgap guys while Kate Albright is on his mission. But I really feel like I look at what Kate Albright does on the field. He's got the frame, the athleticism, and he just plays plays the game like a Trevor Riley. You want him to come off that edge, really wreak havoc in the defensive backfield, and help out the pass rush. And I think that's exactly what he can do uh, for BYU after serving a mission. So I think this is a great pickup for the Cougars. I think that they have got a guy uh, who had a late run made at him by Utah and also UCLA. They saw the talent this young man has. His first offer came from BYU, but I think he's going to be a guy that pays off big time for BYU if he lives up to his potential. So it's a great uh, signing for BYU. He's he's expected to sign on February, I think, 6th is the signing day this year. Um, I'm not sure of the date. I apologize. But he's going to be a guy that I think is going to really benefit BYU down the road and I think that in the scheme that the Cougars are running this is the prototype of what they want in that that edge rusher slash linebacker uh, position that Kalani Satake favors as a defensive minded coach so great pickup for the Cougars congratulations to Kalani Satake and his staff I think that Kate Albright is going to pay benefits for BYU after serving an LDS mission all right there you go some of my thoughts on Kate Albright Uh, best of luck to him as he 
begins his LDS missionary service and then comes back to BYU. We'll be tracking all the rest of the news when it comes to BYU and recruiting in the run-up to signing day here. Uh, I think the Cougars are showing they're going to close pretty well based on everything they've picked up recently. Trey Anderson yesterday, uh, the pickup of Nathan Upham. We talked about both of those guys on yesterday's podcast. If you want to go back and hear that, if you didn't hear it, uh, we broke down those two players. I think BYU is on track to close this recruiting class outright and really get some impact guys like Kate Albright. All right. We will step aside here, uh, come back with the final segment of the show. Uh, Apologies once again for my voice, still battling back from a cold that absolutely wreaked havoc on my vocal cords. And yeah, so thanks again for bearing with me, but it's a pleasure to bring this podcast to you. We'll wrap up the week with the schedule for the other BYU sports teams next, right here on Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome on back to Locked On Cougars. As we close out today's show, a reminder for you guys, if you do have a smart speaker or if you've kind of gotten the smart home route where you've got speakers kind of embedded in each room of your home, all you have to do is tell it, your Google Home, your Alexa, whatever you've got, play podcast Locked On Cougars and you will have the latest and greatest in BYU news with this daily podcast focused on BYU. All right, breaking down where the other BYU sports teams are in action this weekend. We'll start off the men's and women's track and field teams. They have split their teams actually to three different um, invites going on this week. I, I originally thought it was only two, but they're going to three. So they'll be at the Dr. Sander Invitational in New York City at the Armory Track and Field Center. Some of the team will be there. Some will stay here close to home at the Weber State Indoor Invite in Ogden, Utah. And others will head to the West Coast for the UW Invite in Seattle, Washington at the Dempsey Indoor Track Arena. Uh, That begins today and goes through tomorrow for both the men's and women's track and field teams. So best of luck to the men's and women's teams. Utah State and BYU Gymnastics are squaring off at 11 a.m. today with their annual kids meet at the Marriott Center. It will be televised on BYU TV if you want to watch it. Uh, So BYU ring number 16 in the country coming off a win a week ago in Logan over Utah State looking to make it back-to-back victories. Uh, Men's tennis gets a big-time showdown. They're facing number one ranked Wake Forest at the ITA kickoff weekend in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Best of luck to Brad Pierce's team. That'll be at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Mountain Time today. Men's and women's swimming and diving teams have their annual rivalry showdown at the Ute Natatorium in Salt Lake City against the University of Utah. Uh, That begins tomorrow at 11 a.m. if you want to go out and watch that here in Salt Lake City. Uh, The men's tennis team will follow up their number one showdown with uh, Wake Forest by facing either the number 26 Memphis or number 37 Old Dominion tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Mountain time best of luck to them the women's uh, basketball team 
remaining undefeated in West Coast Conference play. They are one spot out of the top 25, by the way, if you saw the most recent polls. And uh, the University of Utah is in the top 25. BYU knocking on the door here. They head to San Diego tomorrow for a game at 3 o'clock Mountain Time against the Toreros. Um, San Diego's traditionally been one of the best uh, women's basketball teams in this conference year in and year out. But this year, have really fallen by the wayside. So it's a big opportunity for BYU to continue their run and stay atop the West Coast Conference. So best of luck to them as they try to do that. Uh, They're playing at Jenny Craig Pavilion, like I said, at 3 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow. It'll be televised on the W.TV if you want to stream it online. And then one final note for you, early next week, uh, men's golf, the number nine ranked men's team, uh, Peter Quest is ranked number four individually in the country. So another top 10 team for the BYU Athletic Department. They're going to be in action early next week at the Arizona Invitational, kicking off their spring season in Tucson, Arizona, the Sewalo Golf Club there in Tucson. Uh, That goes Monday and Tuesday, uh, kind of morning to afternoon. So if you want to track that, you can go to the BYUCougars.com website and get live stats. But best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his team as they begin the spring season. They had a great fall season, so I'm expecting that they're going to have another good uh, spring season. Should remain ranked, I think, for the foreseeable future and hopefully get an opportunity to make a run in the NCAA tournament uh, later this year. I know it causes some consternation when BYU plays in that because they have to play their Sunday round on a Thursday, etc., just with NCAA rules. But that is what it is. They've got to make a run at, to be qualified for that tournament in the first place. But best of luck to them as they get things going. All right, so there you go. That is the rundown of where each team is in action uh, this weekend, tonight, tomorrow, and also into early next week. Best of luck to all the BYU sports teams. We'll have a full recap for you on Monday's show. And, of course, we'll be getting you ready uh, next week as we make the run up to What's going on with BYU sports, BYU basketball, squaring off against a top 10 team in Gonzaga, former BYU Cougar Kyle Van Noy preparing for the Super Bowl. Lots to cover, and we'll have that all for you next week right here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for bearing with my voice. Hopefully by Monday we'll be ship shape and back to normal, but we'll see how it goes. But thanks again for joining me. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 25th, 2019. Have a great weekend. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day